Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? too deep in that today, but understand you're not your own. If you're a Christian, you are not your own. You belong to him. That's what we signed up for. But that's part of the beautiful promise. Because with that comes so many things that are so wonderful, we could never imagine or think how wonderful they are. We're not our own. But here's the thing. These men, they're not going to do exactly what Jonah said at first. They're not going to throw him in. Not at first. They're going to do something that we ought not do. They're going to try to go against God's will in their own power. Verse 13, Nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to the land, but they could not, for the sea continued to grow more tempestuous <laughs> against them. They were going to work their way out of it. You ever been there? You think, oh, well, I'm going to row my way out of this situation. You can't do it because you're rowing against God's will. All you'll do is get exhausted. And that's what happened. Verse 14 and 15. Therefore they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life. And do not charge us with innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea. And the sea ceased from its raging. So what happens? These men tried in their own effort. Because they don't want to throw Jonah over. But they realize God is leading them to do this. That this is the advice of the prophet of God. Jonah's still a prophet. And so they realize this is what they have to do. And what happens? The, the storm ceases. Do you understand these men, these sailors, had more respect for God than Jonah did? They feared him more than Jonah did, his own prophet. And I wonder if the same could be said for many of us Christians. You have people out in the world who don't even follow God, who seem to fear God more than we do. And again, it's not one of those things where it's like we need to walk around in total fear all the time. But understand, the fear of God is a healthy respect of him. Understanding who he is. He's the creator of all things. We shouldn't treat him so flippantly. And yet he loves us so much that he sent his only son that he became a man and died for us. I know it's tough to think about, but here's the thing. You know, sometimes in our lives, when someone in around us, a friend, is rebelling against God, we have to separate like these men did. They cast him over the side into the sea. And sometimes if you have friends or people in your life that are rebelling and they won't listen, there's a time where you just have to separate, where you can't be unequally yoked with them. Now, in marriage, it's a little different, isn't it? In marriage, if you have a spouse who's rebelling, look, ladies, unfortunately, you can't just throw them into the sea, <laughs> okay? But here's the thing. If you have a spouse who's rebelling and going against the will of God, turn them over to the Lord and pray for them, okay? You can't divorce them unless it's biblical reasons, there is biblical terms for separation and all that, but just turn them over to the Lord and pray for them. You know, it reminds me of a, you know, I may have told you guys this story before. You ever hear the story about Mildred and Jacob? They were in their 80s. They were married for over, I think, 50 years. 
And uh, for the last five years, all they've been doing is bickering and fighting. And they were making everyone miserable. They lost all their friends. Their family wouldn't come around anymore. They've been married all these years, so why? The last five years, they couldn't even get along. They just bickering, complaining, griping. And then Mildred looked at Jacob and said, I have a plan. So she brought Jacob over and she sat him down. She said, just listen, I have this excellent plan. This is how we're going to take care of it. Mildred looked at Jacob and said, look, I love you, but this is what we have to do. We need to pray earnestly that God kill one of us. (laughs) We need to pray earnestly that God just take one of us home. And when he does, Jacob, I'm going to go live with my sister. (laughs) So here's the thing. You can't just throw your spouse overboard. (laughs) You can't just get rid of them. Um, And stop praying for their death. You know, pray for them, for God to allow them to repent. But I've seen this even recently, you know, in families where if someone's in rebellion, it hurts the whole family. Pray for them. Seek the Lord like never before. And know this, these men, (laughs) verse 16, Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. These sailors, do you understand what it's saying? They became believers. They got saved because of Jonah's rebellion. Never think too highly of yourself. God will use you in spite of yourself. God could make rocks cry out, right? But they became believers, and I love that. But Jonah, you know, here he is, this man who's supposedly a prophet of God. He's willing to die rather than to be obedient. But what I love is we're going to see this. We're going to see God sends this fish, this great fish, And you know, when we look at this story, when you you think about what happened, Jonah gets thrown into the sea, and God, he brings this great fish to swallow Jonah. And you might think, well, that's strange and different. But you know, that fish is really a symbol of God's love. Do you understand? Because that fish, not only is it going to finally bring Jonah to the end of himself, it's going to save his life. Do you understand? God will bring something into your life a great fish, you might think it's not good at the moment. But eventually you'll see, God brought that into your life because you were in rebellion. It brought you to the end of yourself. If some issue in your life keeps coming up over and over and it seems to be getting worse, that's God speaking to you, telling you to change. while you still can. But it's not against his will to bring a great fish and swallow you up, whatever that fish is. But it's because he loves you that much. He loved Jonah that much. He loved the Ninevites that much that he had this great fish swallow Jonah. And not only would Jonah eventually come to the end of himself, but it would save his life and sustain him. Think about that. Now, there are those who think that couldn't have happened. This is a false story. It's allegory. It's symbolism, all that stuff. That's fine. They can believe that. But I believe Genesis 1-1. Therefore, I have no problem believing God could have created a single fish with an extra stomach, if he wanted to, to swallow Jonah. And some say it was a whale. Could be. We have testimonies and in, in, uh, historical accounts of people being swallowed by whales and still living after they catch the whale and cut them out. I don't know about three days, but we have testimonies and historical accounts of it. But I don't worry about that because I, I know it's God. Genesis 1.1. He created all things. Therefore, I think it's, it's easy enough for him to create a fish. So verse 17, what does it say? Sorry. Got to get back to it. Verse 17, now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now this verse, many argue, should be in the next chapter. I don't have a problem with that. We're going to look at it more next week because it does fit with chapter 2. 
But I think it's appropriate to talk about it today because it was what saved Jonah. And not only that, Jonah, in his own rebellion, these men on the ships got saved. It's pretty powerful. But I heard a humorous story, and you probably heard this before, of the professor who didn't believe in God, and he'd always mock his students who were Christians. And there was a Christian student in there one day, and he was mocking the story of Jonah, and the Christian student said, I believe in the story of Jonah. I believe God did that. I believe a great fish swallowed Jonah. And when I get to heaven, I'll ask him about it. And the professor said, what if he's not in heaven? And the student said, well, then you can ask him about it. (laughs) And here's the thing. You know, all these people who mock us about the scripture and make fun of the Bible, we ought to have compassion. Because, you know, one day they're going to realize it's all true. And we know every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But it matters on which side of eternity you do that. And so today, I want to lay out my challenge for you. As we finish today and we get ready for the potluck, I just want to lay out this challenge for you because it's heavy on my heart. As we're going into this new year, God really does want to use this congregation in a bigger, more powerful way, a wonderful way. I sense that. Many of you sense that. But this is the first challenge. Is there an area of your life that you refuse to give over to God? Not necessarily a calling, but it could be that too. Has God called you to something? Or is there something in your life you're holding on to that you're almost willing to die before ever giving it up? Are you holding on to something you ought not hold on to? Some area that you refuse to give up? And before you just quickly say, I don't think so, I don't know. Pray, seek the Lord fast. Pray and ask him to reveal it. Is it your heart? Is there lust, anger, fear, doubt, jealousy, bitterness? Is it your mouth? Is there uh, gossip and backbiting, negativity, lies, hatred, harsh words? Is it your actions? Is there a sin in your life, an addiction, bad habits that God has called you to give up and give to him? Is there a calling? Did he call you to do something that you're saying, I don't want to do that? I'm too afraid, Lord. I'm not good enough. Is there something in your life you're holding on to, like Jonah, that you're not willing to give up? Well, I'm here to challenge you. This week, seek the Lord for that. Seek the Lord that he reveal anything that you're holding on to you ought not be holding on to so that he can throw it overboard. So that storm in your life will cease. If you want to be used powerfully by the Lord, you have to be open and honest and willing to do what he calls you to do. And so no matter what he calls you to do, be willing. Don't be like Jonah. Don't go into that downward spiral. I pray that unlike Jonah, we will not run from the calling of God on our lives. Father, thank you for your word. And thank you that, Lord, you love us so much that you will do what it takes to turn us around. God, thank you for the storms that you bring, but God, also thank you for your provision that you bring in those storms. God, help us to look to you and help us not to run from you, but Lord, to run to you. You are the one we can cry out, Abba. We can climb up on your lap and say, Daddy, you are the king of the universe, and yet you want that relationship with us. You want us to be your children and have that kind of relationship. Lord, help us to be open and honest with you. Help us to lay everything at the foot of the cross. Help us to give up and give in to anything you want us to do. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m.
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.